you know, we just signed someone to do a book like that. But why don't you write a book on mag magnesium? The editor I was speaking to had just discovered magnesium for her migraines. And she said it was amazing. And she looked into it a bit. And she said, I think a book on magnesium is really important. This is the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast, your source for the strategies, systems, and insights you need to turn your dreams into your destiny. Every week, we dive into dynamic conversations as our host, Nicole Greer, interviews leadership and business experts. They're here to shed light on practical solutions to the challenges of personal and professional development. Now, here's your host, a professional speaker, coach, and consultant, Nicole Greer. Welcome, everybody, to the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. My name is Nicole Greer, and they call me the Vibrant Coach. And I am here with, with none other than Dr. Carolyn Dean. Now, over the past year, I have had the privilege of working very closely with Dr. Dean as we began a coaching program to support health and wellness, uh, which has been the career that Carolyn Dean has had. She is an expert, y'all. That's how we talk in Concord, North Carolina, an expert on magnesium. She wrote a book called The Magnesium Miracle, and I have been purchasing it and sending it to all my friends. Check it out on the Amazon. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Carolyn Dean. She is a medical doctor and a medical author who has worked at the forefront of health and medicine for over 40 years. Dr. Dean is an expert on magnesium deficiency and supplementation, having written about and researched the role that magnesium plays in the achieving of optimal health for more than 15 years. Dr. Dean's research culminated in, again, the publication of her amazing book of the Magnesium Miracle, which has become the definitive book on the subject. With her expertise, it extends to many other magnesium-related health issues, such as magnesium deficiency syndrome, total body meltdown. Dr. Dean closely follows more than 65 diseases that are often related to magnesium deficiency, which include diabetes, osteoporosis, chronic infection, metabolic syndrome, depression, anxiety, and stress. So if you have any of these things, you are in the right place and you're probably a leader and you need all the help you can get. <laughs> she is a member of the International Society for the Development of Research on Magnesium. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Nicole. And thank you for calling me Carolyn. I, you know, I'm glad you dropped the doctor. You know, this will be a soon fro conversation because well, soon you'll tell people that you're going to ask me questions about leadership. And I really don't, I don't have a clue how I have been leading all my life. And it absolutely got me thinking when your people told my people that we'd be talking about leadership. So fire away. All right. Fantastic. Well, I think she's being humble uh, because, again, she sees herself as a researcher, and an expert on magnesium, but she's got an organization called RNA Reset, and she also has a coaching program. And that coaching program is Dr. Dean's Health and Wellness, Essential Elements Health and Wellness Coaching. So you've been leading two things on a, a huge front. And so I just would like to find out what's your definition of leadership? Okay, so I began thinking about this, Nicole, and you get your clues and cues from your, from your environment. So I went back to my parents and how my mom, she was a nurse, and um, everybody in the 
community came to her for advice. So I saw that. I saw that she was a leader. And my dad, he, um, he was a comptroller, whatever that means now, for a welding company. And eventually he bought the company. And I would hear stories like, yeah, I paid them in today, but I took the checks home to their wives so they wouldn't go drinking. So he was a leader. And I realized that these sort of things kind of brush up against you and, and you put them into, you just put them into practice. I guess it was junior high school. There was something about a, a musical, some singing thing that we, we were supposed to do. Or maybe it was in church and I just don't have a voice. And it got back to my mother through the mother of a friend of mine that, well, thank goodness, Carolyn doesn't have, can't sing because, you know, she's doing everything else. But thank goodness she can't sing. That's something she can't. I mean, you know, the so. And just in my whole life, it's always been I would take action. And I didn't really look behind me to see who was following me because I was just happy taking the action. And here's my favorite story. You'll love this. I will. First. <clears throat> first day of medical school, a hundred men and women. It was the first class that had more than a quarter women in the in the hundred. We were 33 women. Okay, fine. So the doctor comes in and he, he turns on the slideshow from the front. So up way up in the back, because we had we had these um, bleachers and the first slide was a nude female shot. Whoa. And this was, yeah, this was to encourage the male class, because it was always so predominantly male, to, you know, pay attention, you know, whatever. And everybody sort of was nervous because, well, this was 1975, I think. <laughs> I can't even remember. 1975. So it was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, the patriarchy was, you know, well in hand and uh, or in control, I should say. So what that did is it well, it had Buddy grabbing his satchel and running out of the lecture room. And the reason I did actually I'm, I'm mixing up my story because that was day three. Day one, he came in and and told this uh, story, you know, set, uh, put up the nude female slide. By yeah. day three, I had nude male slides in the carousel. And when the nude male slide went up, he took off like a bat out of hell, never came back. And overnight, everything changed in the med school. Apparently, there were nude females you know, all over the, in the anatomy lab, in the microbiology lab, they were everywhere. It was just the thing. So they all came down, everything shifted. And that's sort of my direct action leadership where I don't need, <laughs> I don't need anyone to follow me because I can do it myself. And, and I, you know, I, there was no protest. I didn't get signatures. I didn't, you know, me, oh my goodness, you're being so bad. 
none of that. It was just, you know, mirror the action and just see what happens. So that's my leadership. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. And, and you know, what you're saying really, uh, Carolyn, is that, you know, the first person you need to lead well is yourself. You know, that's what I tell everybody when I'm doing leadership development. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, lead yourself well first and and then, you know, people can't help but follow you. And you do have a lot of followers. You know, Carolyn has her own podcast um, and she has a group of people that, you know, wait for her next publication to come out. They're sitting on the edge of their chair uh, because they want to be well and they want to be healthy. And one of the things that I teach in my leadership development is that uh, every leader needs to pay attention to their energy. And one of the energies is physical energy. And so this idea that you need to have a healthy body to lead well, I mean, they just go together uh, like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, if you feel bad in your body, it's hard to lead anybody else to somewhere bigger and better. Um, So I just like to know a little bit about, you know, how you, you know, got into uh, the idea of looking at magnesium. What was the thing that triggered you or pulled you towards or what laboratory were you in when you found out mm-hmm. that like magnesium is a key link to health and wellness? When did, how did you discover that? Well, I supposedly I learned about it in, in my naturopathic training, which I did after my medical training. And when I look back at my medical training, some of the biochemistry slides um, would have the Krebs cycle, the ATP energy cycle, and the glycolysis cycle, which feeds into the Krebs cycle. And both of them relied on magnesium in, in many of the chemical reactions. In fact, ATP, adenosine triphosphate, it really is ATP-MG. Magnesium activates our energy molecule. And that, I mean, that is so important. I started getting into um, diagnosing and treating chronic fatigue way back in the early 80s in Toronto. And what I saw was women who were trying to do it all have a family, have a job, and they were getting burnt out. It was incredible. And one of the things that I've always done is I've looked at my surroundings. And when I looked at these women, I said, oh, my gosh, you know, I could end up like that. And what I did uh, when I first started my practice, I only did four days a week on the weekdays. And then the Wednesday in the middle, I would go and, you know, uh, observe in other practices or just do my reading and research. After maybe five or six months, my practice was completely full because there were no other doctors doing naturopathic medical practice. So I was completely full. Now, what would a, a burnout victim do when they get that busy? they would move to a five-day week or even a six-day week. What did I do? Three-day week. There was no way I was going to let myself, you know, just run myself into the ground as if I was a martyr. And that, I mean, that's one of the, quote, leadership things I, I guess I recommend to people is you take care of yourself first. What did they say on the plane, you know, when the oxygen mask, drops down you put it on your own face first and then maybe you can help somebody you you 
take your supplements, you do your exercise, you get your sleep, you help yourself first. And then, you know, if you have the energy, you help other people. So yeah. with magnesium, what happened there is I, um, I had been tra- practicing in Toronto for about 13 years. I was asked to come to New York to do um, an AIDS and chronic fatigue study using alternative methods. So I was banging around New York. I, a small health publishing company asked me to, to um, write a book. I, I had already written kind of a manual for patients and I called it when you can't reach the doctor because I didn't want to carry a buzzer. You know, I would, I would, uh, I had an answering service that I occasionally answered. So what I do in my practice is I gave out this, this, um, I guess, mimeographed uh, booklet, actually a, a very good leader type person who um, came to my practice as my secretary. She took it upon herself, which is what I love in people I work with. She took it upon herself to take uh, my the dictation I did. She typed it up. We mimeographed it first, and then she found someone to make it into a booklet, a book, a natural book, when you can't reach the doctor. And on it, I think, yeah, I should, on it, there's a, a telephone with a, a wire, you know, the old phones with a wire and the receiver dangling. Nobody's <laughs> answering the phone. <laughs> and on the back of the cover, we put um, my uh, picture when I was like five years old as a little Shirley Temple. <laughs> so anyway, um, where was I, Nicole? In New York, I was doing this research and somehow this little book got published and then the, the local TV station got, started asking me to come on and um, I, I eventually got on The View and did a, a number of segments with them until they started doing uh, direct-to-consumer drug advertising. And in the midst of it all, I went to Random House with a book on Chinese diet therapy because I was studying Chinese medicine. I mean, I never shop. And um, my teacher, I, um, I asked him if I could write a book with him. And he's a Taoist. And Taoists, they'll never commit. It, it, it's amazing. It's like... It's, it'll never be perfect enough to say we're done. But anyway, I, I, I had an in at Random House and I asked them about this diet therapy book. And they go, you know, we just signed someone to do a book like that. But why don't you write a book on mag- magnesium? The editor I was speaking to had just discovered magnesium for her migraines. And she said it was amazing. And she looked into it a bit and she said, I think a book on magnesium is really important. And I seriously, I thought 300 pages on one mineral, forget about it. But I said, (laughs) yes, of course, (laughs) random house. So, I mean, within minutes of researching and thank goodness by that time, we did have the internet. So I could, I could, uh, sit on my chaise lounge in my tiny little New York apartment. Right. Giving my, seriously, giving myself sciatica because I forgot to bend my knees up. So I stretched out my sciatic for a couple of years. Anyway, 
And I found out I was severely magnesium deficient. Severely. I was having, you know, headaches and eye twitching and sort of throat, uh, you know, just swallowing some uh, vitamin pills. You start choking. That's the last thing you want to do is choke on your vitamin pills. Heart palpitations, leg cramps, insomnia, you know, back spasms. So I was severely magnesium deficient. I run out. Well, I look at my multiple and I'm getting in like 10 milligrams and you need 400. So I ran out, get some magnesium, started taking it and immediately got the laxative effect, which is common for a number of people. And I said, oh my gosh. So I, I, you know, I worked around that. I, I did more of the Epsom salt baths and um, magnesium creams, you know, to try to pump my levels up, but it still wasn't perfect. So after the book got published in 2003, I spent the next 10 years trying to find someone who would research a non-laxative magnesium. You know, there are a lot of supplement companies. I thought, wow, this would be, you know, a huge breakthrough. Didn't happen. Finally, I found, you know, somebody hidden away on the internet who said they could stabilize mineral ions. And I thought that would work. So that ended up um, being a product called Remag that that then I started using. It cured everything. I mean, Nicole, here I am in my mid-70s, and I feel better than I did in my 30s. Seriously. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and so, you know, uh, Carolyn is humble. Uh, let's just, I just want to say that. She, um, you know, she's like, I, I do my research. I do my thing. But... Uh, the truth of the matter is, is that she, you know, this story she just told is full of all sorts of leadership character traits, you know. So one thing that leaders do is they do their research. They're curious. Um, they uh, try to problem solve, figure out what the root of the problem is. And she did that. Um, she saw an opportunity and she, hello, took advantage of the opportunity. So, you know, I, I think a lot of the things you're talking about, you're just giving us all the examples of, of what leadership is like. Well, you know, you found this person that could create remag and stabilize the ions right in the mineral mm -hmm. and um and you put them to work but now you have a, a whole organization uh that people can actually buy this product and and i know that you know a lot of people have had radical amazing life-changing things happen just like your own story right you went from feeling mm -hmm. terrible in your 30s to being mm -hmm. a what i dare i say this a vibrant woman in her mid-70s so uh, so so how did you get the yeah. company started how did that all work what what were the leadership highs mm -hmm. what were the leadership lows well i i had the remag and um i guess someone offered I mean, it's a big store, but someone offered to sell it for me, a distributor, his idea. I mean, what was I doing at the time? I was writing books. I was doing uh, consulting, um, both for corporations and, and individual consulting. And I just didn't have time to create a company. So the distributor, uh, distributor did that for a while with the Remag until 
I found out he was ripping me off. <laughs> so, so then I had to take over the company in 2014 myself. But in, in amongst that, I had the chemist make a multiple mineral because um, if you're deficient in magnesium, uh, you're going to be deficient in all the other minerals. So I looked at that. And I mean, just to, to um, step back a little second about magnesium, why it's so important for me and, and for everybody is that it, it helps process 80% of known metabolic functions in the body. Now we talked about energy and that is huge, but from head to foot, it um, activates every muscle and every nerve. And it keeps those muscles and nerves from overdoing it because it neutralizes the calcium that's in charge of creating the, the action potential in the muscle or the nerve. So there's this balance of magnesium and calcium. And what have we done in our society, but we've created a calcified society because um, we give women over 40 calcium supplements, which are only like 4% absorbed. And the rest of it precipitates into joints and breast tissue and blood vessels. And we get heel spurs, kidney stones, gallstones. So we've calcified the population because we give too much calcium and we completely ignore magnesium. We ignore magnesium to the extent that it's not even on an electrolyte blood panel. It's not even measured, where it, whereas it's doing 80% of the body's function. It's a, an electrolyte that keeps the heart beating properly. We don't even measure it. And we don't measure it because um, we use something called a serum magnesium test. And this, the serum in the, in the blood is only 1% of the total body magnesium. And that little amount has to make sure that there's enough magnesium to keep the heart going. So the body, being as smart as it is, will constantly be pulling magnesium out of the bones and muscles to keep the levels in the serum um, at a standard, at a tight little standard. And so doctors said, well, it's always the same. We don't have to test it. It's the worst test possible. Actually, my company, and we'll get to the awesomeness of my company, we're one of the few, that. we're one of the few supplement companies who does original research. And we're researching the absorption of magnesium, certainly using ours and comparing it to others. And we're also researching ionized magnesium testing, which tells you the number of ions in your blood and in your cells, because as soon as you have, and in our case, a stabilized ion of magnesium, it's a picometer size. It is going to dive right into the cell. You pet remag in your mouth, but you don't do it straight. It has to be diluted because it's very concentrated. It, it is a liquid, um, liquid mineral. And you put some in your mouth and it's absorbing right away. It's absorbing all the way through. I mean, this stuff is so incredible. And the, the benefits and the activities of magnesium are so widespread. 
we have people who just do magnesium for a couple of months and they'll their immune system starts kicking in they start kicking out yeast overgrowth so the two is is there a word called bailiwicks the two yeah. bailiwicks in my world are magnesium deficiency and yeast overgrowth and lo and behold if you get yourself saturated with magnesium at the cellular level the immune system will start looking around and saying oh you you've got a heart thing okay uh, let's give you some more magnesium there and you get all saturated then it'll go to the immune system now this can take two or three weeks sorry two or three months because most people they're so magnesium deficient they need two and three months to to get themselves to the point where they can stand to um, detoxify infections. Because when you detoxify infections, you can have a Herxheimer reaction. Your body can be killing off so much of these infections that you feel it as a worsening of the infection. Yeast um, has 78 different toxins, so these can be absorbed through a leaky gut and give you brain fog and, and toenail fungus. <laughs> well, not really. But anyway, yeast will grow in, in humans because we take antibiotics, because we take cortisones, because we have stress and make our own cortisol, and because we eat a lot of sugar, and we take the birth control pill. So yeast is pretty much guaranteed for our society. And it, to me, it was just awesome to see that if, if you let your own body develop its um, immune system, you're going, it's going to just direct, direct itself away from, well, toward, let's say that, toward the, um, the level of um, you know, problems or infection, we call it the priority. And the priority in a lot of our customers is yeast overgrowth. So, Nicole, how did I get there? Uh, well, uh, uh, two things I want to say about everything that you just shared. Okay, so obviously, don't miss this, all my leaders uh, who want to build a vibrant culture. Uh, she is talking about something she is so passionate about. All right. And I, what if every leader who is running a company, an organization, a nonprofit, a government entity was this passionate about their work? So, first of all, uh, you got there because of passion. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing I'll say is please don't miss how Carolyn is a thought leader. So one of the things leaders need to, to do is they need to do the research that, you know, pull back a day a week, like she said earlier, go from four days to three days. Um, and do her reading and do her research so that you can know that you know that you know that you know that you know what you're talking about is important um, and that it's real and that it needs to be addressed in this world. And so there's two more examples uh, of Carolyn showing you what great leadership looks like. It's really a lot about being a thought leader and being passionate. So that's how you got there. You got on your passionate thing and there you went. And I don't want to miss, did you guys hear her say, everybody, did you hear her say, she said, uh, if you don't have magnesium, you'll get brain fog. 
And so I'm, I'm curious about that. Mm-hmm. And you said toe fungus and you said not really, but I, are you, you can't, can, you know, I don't know if lack of magnesium will call to, cause toe fungus, but I've seen some feet <laughs> at the swimming pool and I'm just saying, pay attention. But, uh, but the thing is, is the leaders, they do suffer from, you said, burnout, brain fall, and all of these mm-hmm. things will inhibit your leadership. I mean, you do have to take care of your physical form, your physical energy. So what are some other things that people who are running around leading organizations, what what other symptoms might they have that magnesium could help with? Right. I think you mentioned the phrase earlier, Nicole, total body meltdown. Yeah. And that's how I describe the people with chronic fatigue and um and burnout. I didn't like the word burnout. It wasn't, it, it just, it wasn't expressive enough. And uh, people equate burnout with adrenal fatigue or adrenal collapse. But what, what I was seeing, um, first of all, in Toronto, when I was uh, working with a group of chronic fatigue people, and then in, in Manhattan with uh, the AIDS and, and chronic fatigue people, we would do blood tests. We did every blood test in creation and um, the infectious load on these people was enormous everybody had layers of infection parasites lime yeast viruses bacteria they were all glommed together and what i've realized um, you know through the years in my yeast and magnesium deficiency um, scenario is that I think people who have this common yeast overgrowth make their intestinal and even their skin environment, their mucous membrane environment compatible with, with infections. It gives them a happy home. And then when you look at the next level of what I did with the company, making a multiple mineral I realized that the 12 minerals I put in this complex, all of them stabilized ions of the the elemental mineral itself, low potency um, compounds, so you're not overdosing on anything. You you don't need high potency because you've got got, uh, an ion that's going to go right into the cell. Nine of those 12 minerals support thyroid hormone production. And the hugest thing in, in women entrepreneurs is hypothyroidism. You have a baby, your thyroid is weakened. You go on and on and on. You have all kinds of symptoms and you don't recognize magnesium deficiency or yeast overgrowth. And finally, someone says, oh, your thyroid is punked out. Here, take thyroid hormone replacement. Usually it's a synthetic. So they're missing the magnesium deficiency, which you get when you start, you know, overdoing it and getting run down and you're not sleeping properly, drinking coffee in the morning to keep you uh, awake and then taking a sleeping pill at night to put you to sleep. All these things, coffee drains magnesium. Every medication has to be broken down in the liver detoxified in the liver and that requires magnesium. So you're wasting your magnesium and not replacing it. You're getting sick often. So you're taking antibiotics and you're getting yeast overgrowth. You, you have to be on the pill because you can't get pregnant again. 
until you want to. And then when you want to, you're usually infertile and you have to use IVF and all those hormones are even harder on your body. So with this um, Remite multiple mineral, personally, uh, when we were doing the trials on it, after six weeks, my cold fingers and toes were warm again. I mean, feel them. They're just, they're just pulsating with heat. <laughs> and, and so, and I was on Armour Thyroid. I was on 60 milligrams of Armour Thyroid. So I, I stopped that. I don't tell people to stop it the way I do though. Now wean off it, you know, do your blood tests and everything. But seriously, we've had thousands of people who found that their, their thyroid hormone production um, increases when they have the minerals. We think about iodine for the thyroid. And maybe some people have, oh, there's selenium too. But there's also boron and copper and molybdenum and manganese and magnesium, of course. There's nine minerals. And everybody's ignored it. Actually, let me just sidebar here because interestingly, I've been... Uh, I've been uh, interviewed by a number of young, so far male biohackers. And I'm saying to them, look, I've been biohacking for 50 years. And I'm a biohacker. I'm a biohacker graduate because I've found the answers. You guys are going to have to find a new occupation. Because once you hear what I have to say about taking stabilized mineral ions and food-based vitamin C and the bees and um, omega-3 from algae and, you know, vitamin D and K2, you, you get your building blocks for your body and then you just, you know, go about your life and do, 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 because your body takes care of the business. You don't have to keep biohacking. These people... They have no idea of the concept of first do no harm. They are causing themselves so much crazy, you know, bits of harm that could build up. Oh, yeah, I took high niacin and it kind of burned me out. And then I had to do this. And then and what they're doing with most of these supplements are taking synthetics, high dose synthetic supplements. And then when they go into their, um, you know, ice ice dips, you know, where they jump into a... Um, right, like bath. Tony Robbins is always, always jumping in the cold water, right? Uh, right. <laughs> and e even the, you know, 220 degree saunas, or what they're doing is putting their body in a fight or flight mode. They're making their body think that it's dying. They are actually putting their body up against a death zone and the body responds. And, oh, isn't this amazing? The body responds with high growth hormone. Oh, and look, we got this blood test that's improved. And that the body is screaming that it's dying. So it's just putting, you know, it's, a, it's pulling out all the stops. And what, what happens is after you know, a little bit of this um, activity and, and insult, 
you don't have the building blocks to make more adrenaline or to make more growth hormone or to create the, you know, the cortisones, natural cortisones. You don't have the building blocks because you're not replacing them. You're using perhaps synthetics. So I'm, I'm on a mission to, to, you know, stop this biohacking movement, you know, just tell people you can graduate. Are you ready to build your vibrant culture? Bring Nicole Greer to speak to your leadership team, conference, or organization to help them with their strategies, systems, and smarts to increase clarity, accountability, energy, and results. Your organization will get lit from within. Email her at Nicole at VibrantCulture.com and be sure to check out Nicole's TEDx talk at VibrantCulture.com. Right, right. Okay, so um, I, I think that another thing that uh, Carolyn is demonstrating right now uh, that's so important for leadership um, is that, you know, uh, if you have a really great product, that is the answer, you can go a long yeah. way with it, right? And and you have right. to know what your product does. You have to know um, how to put it to work, uh, the way to deliver it to market, um, and then be able to talk about it again in a very passionate way. And uh, she threw in this thing at the end where she says, I'm on a mission. And so I just want to say to everybody that um, leaders need to talk like that, right? They need to say, I'm on a mission to do this or I'm on a mission to do that um, and, and, and show other people the way to go. So I, I know you have a lot of followers, right? And one sign of a great leader mm -hmm. is that they have great followers. And so you've got a whole group of people. Um, in fact, uh, one story was told to me by your uh, your CEO, Jenny Sanders. Uh, she told me that uh, that she came and started working alongside you and that um, some of your customers believed so much in the product that they said, can I help some way? Can I get the word out? And they ended up becoming the customer service team, uh, which I think is a fantastic story. Will you talk a little bit about that? That's exactly where I wanted to go next because yeah. um, you have to have a good team behind you. And Ginny Sanders is, I mean, I couldn't do the company without her. Right. When the, um, when the first distributor ripped me off for half a million dollars, oh my God. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I had an interim um, group doing my, um, shipping and delivery and Jenny was a customer and she'd worked with this distributor and saw how sketchy it was. And she offered to be my, my everything she offered. She came to me and like you say, you know, she, she loved the products and she benefited from them. She didn't want to see them die. And so she said, set up her company to run my company and it's been like you know a married match made in heaven and she was doing customer service just like you said most of our customer service people come from customers and the minute they're hired they become um, partakers in our our formulas because everybody on any level of health or wellness you need the building blocks that we no longer find in our food or water every one of our customer service people has a story to tell now they won't necessarily 
tell it on the phone to people to our customer base, but they will express, just like you said, the confidence in a product. I mean, I can't imagine selling a product where a person just said, yeah, well, I've never taken it, but I hear it's good. <laughs> I mean, that's so horrible. So our customer service team take the products, read my literature, listen to my podcast, they, uh, I said in the beginning to to Ginny, I don't know if you can clone me. I mean, it's, but but my message, as we realized when Ginny, she took on the training of these people, and we realized my, my message was pretty basic: magnesium deficiency, yeast overgrowth, and here's what you do for it. But Actually, Nicole, I mean, in terms of leadership and entrepreneurs and people doing their own business, yeah. the supplement industry, it's very difficult these days because the FDA hates us. The FDA gets um, about 55% of their funding from drug companies and from user fees. Supplement companies don't give the FDA user fees because we don't have to do the testing. You know, we have general, generally regarded as safe um, supplements, grass supplements. The FDA wants to change all that. They they are barreling through the supplement industry, telling us that you're not allowed to make any claims. You can't have testimonials on your website. Nobody can say that their disease was helped by your product. If you intimate that your product is helping a disease, you're making a medical claim and you can be prosecuted. And if you want to make a claim about a supplement that treats a disease, that means it's a drug and you have to do your billion dollar drug trial. In, I think it was April of uh, 2023, this year, the FDA sent out 670 letters to all the food, dietary, supplement, herbal, homeopathic companies in America and said, if you make any claims about your product and we'll decide what, what it, uh, constitutes a claim, you could be subject to a $50,000 fine for each claim. Now, my company, RNA Reset New Capstone, we did not get a letter because we know the rules and we follow the rules. So you're, you don't have to worry that we're ever going to, you know, close up shop because um, we know what we're supposed to do. And you mentioned the, the wellness coaching that we're doing with you, creating with you. Thank you very much. No, oh, thank you. Uh, that. Yeah, that is very important because people are going to be left stranded when they realize that they're not they're not able to access any information that tells them what products do or how they may, may be helped with them. Doctors don't know how to talk about nutrients. You're not going to get any um, companies being able to talk about nutrients anymore. So you're going to depend on um, wellness consultants who have the information to hand it over to you. So, I mean, that's, that's what I see happening. What, what do you think of that? 
Well, first of all, I, you know, I don't miss everybody that, you know, that this is a leadership quandary, right? The, the leadership at the FDA uh, is being influenced, <laughs> right? Um, and so decisions are being made. And, and while financial decisions are being made, there's, there's these other things that leaders need to be concerned about, which are like, you know, core values, um, you know, their stakeholders, health and wellness, you know, things like that are so important. And, and what Carolyn's talking about is, um, you know, we have a real dilemma. How are we going to help people realize um, that magnesium is so powerful and you, that you don't need the, you know, the, the you may not need, let's say it that way, um, the, the several prescriptions that you're on if you got your basic magnesium levels up to the level that they need to be at. So I, I think the whole thing is a leadership mess, right? Because we're, it's hard for anybody who's going to get up in the morning, what should I eat today? I mean, this is a huge question. <laughs> what, what, what supplement should I take today? What exercise should I do today? Because there seem to be a lot of uh, people out there leading the charge, but not people who are so grounded and sure and have done the research, which is what leaders need. Right. To do. And that's what you've done. Right, right. Yes, there, there are too many people out there giving their personal opinions. I mean, you'll see right. on um, TikTok or whatever. Uh, I forget where I saw this somebody recommending eating 20 bananas a day <laughs> 20 bananas and when you do the the calorie count and the, the sugar count on bananas it's like they're getting 20 teaspoons of sugar put into their system and maybe a young person could burn that off who knows but it's crazy what's out there and People are looking for reliable sources of not just telling them what to do, because actually I went through that um, in 2008, Nicole, when we had the big financial, the last big financial crash. And people um, had been looking at my online wellness program. I created 110 modules of everything you needed to do about being healthy and, you know, unplugging your, your Wi-Fi at night. I mean, walking barefoot, everything you hear about. I, I had it in this course. And finally, people with the crash, they said, I just don't have time to read anymore. Just tell me what to take. Right. And that was before I started the company. And um, I was looking at... Uh, of course, I was looking into getting a, a non-laxative magnesium. And when I started working on the products, I had all my 50 years of medicine and naturopathy behind me, all the things people have told me over the years, all the courses I've taken. And I, I put them to, together so that people could, with Remag, get their energy back. And then... When you have your energy, you have you have more time actually, and you have time to to make your food from scratch, and and you're not just grabbing um, ultra processed foods. And actually, here's another thing that that forcing people to get wellness counseling is the nutritionists have have abandoned us. Nutritional research is at the stage now where they've finally done a, done a study on ultra-processed foods. 
a, a Dr. Kevin Hill had um, two groups of people in a hospital ward and fed them for a month, fed, you know, the sad SAD standard American diets to one group and an ultra processed diet to the other group. And he said he, you know, the calories were equivalent, supposedly the nutrients were equivalent. I don't, that's what he said. But the ultra processed food people consistently ate 500 more calories a day than the standard diet people. And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? We can't figure this out. We'll need more funding to check. Why are people doing this? People are doing that because they're getting so little nutrients in their ultra processed food. They keep eating more and more, hoping to get those nutrients. I mean, to me, it's common sense. I've been saying that for decades, but they haven't studied it. And when I mentioned it to this famous nutrition research who was at a recent conference I was at, I said, well, you know, the ultra processed food diet, it's because they're, they're eating more calories trying to get nutrients. Oh, I haven't seen that studied as if it, you know, it can't be true because it hasn't been studied. So in nutrition, we'll never hear anything from the nutritionists about what's going on because they don't even, they don't even uh, discuss the difference between synthetics and natural supplements, food-based supplements, or they, ha- they don't know about um, picometer stabilized ions of liquid minerals yet. And that's what this podcast is all about, to tell people. Right, Nicole? That's exactly right, Dr. Carolyn Dean. <laughs> yeah, and so people are probably, you know, we you talked about the coaching. I just want to go back there for a hot second because we're almost out of time. But um, one of the things that uh, Jenny, who is affectionately called Jenny Almighty, and Dr. Carolyn Dean and myself have been up to is uh, we have put together um, Dr. Dean's Essential Elements Wellness and Health Coaching. And we've put this uh, whole program together um, to help serve people because, you know, you need a safe person to to sit with, to talk through what your goals in life are. And, you know, there's there's this huge, huge connection between, you know, living your what I like to call your most vibrant life and then having the body to do it. Um, so, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to, to bridge this idea between, you know, you might have goals, you might want to have a fabulous career, grow your business, become a leader, build a vibrant culture, you want to do all these things, but you're going to need to have a healthy body in order to do that. And so all of those little modules that Dr. Dean put together back in 2008, we're taking that information, giving it to our coaches, weaving it together with my shine coaching methodology and we are um giving people an opportunity to sit down with a trained amazing uh our first group our legacy coaches to see um what we can do to help them absorb this information uh get themselves on whatever supplements or formulas they need to be on um, and then get after a really big goal in their life. So the work that we're doing, you know, you, your stuff just keep, we're just evolving, right? So we're creating a great container of coaching to get this done. Yeah, very well said. I like, I like the way that sounds. I think I'll join up. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you need a coach, you know, you, uh, 
I mean, I've always said everybody needs a coach, but don't miss this. Uh, Dr. Carolyn Dean is very good at leading herself well. And, you know, uh, one thing I did want to mention real quickly is that you're you're over in Maui. Am I correct? Do I have my story right? Yep. And, yeah. Uh, and you are yeah. working on um, a farm. Uh, and you don't miss that she said, you know, a food base, not a synthetic supplement. So will you talk a little bit about your farm? I, I It's jumped into our conversations many times, but I don't really know that much about it. Tell me how you're mm-hmm. leading that effort because she's leading that effort to people. So will you talk right. a little bit about that? Right, right. Well, um, my husband, Bob, and I, we've always tried to eat organic and everywhere we've gone. Um, we'd find a health food store. I tried to grow things, never had the time to do it. In New York, I joined a um, community-supported agriculture group, CSA. You can do that all over America, CSA, community-supported agriculture. So I did that in New York, right in Manhattan. When we moved to City Island out in the Bronx, a little tiny island, um, no, no uh, health food store to, at all. So wow. I started my own my own CSA, and that was awesome. Moved to Maui. Okay, where's the CSA? No, where's a farm that delivers? And Ryan, Ryan Earhart, he drives his truck up and gives me a box, and we talk. Uh, second or third time, I said, look, I want to help you. Can, um, you know, can I get involved? What, what's going on? And he's a very loquacious young man. And uh, at the time, he said, well, you know, I'm trying to get this uh, tractor over from Italy uh, for the farm, and I can't get a, a bank loan for it. Um, what the Italian tractors have, because um, they're working on um, slanted land, they have tractors that have has a cab that rotates. So you go up a hill, and instead of turning the whole tractor around, which can fall on top of farmers and kill them that's their biggest uh, means of dying in farming is their tractor falling so anyway I just had my company outright buy it uh, because I thought you know eventually I'll do something on the farm $80,000 tractor so he just couldn't you know he still can't believe how I've I've uh, been his banker lent him a lot of money to keep the farm going, to expand it from uh, 12 acres of rented land to owning uh, 14 acres and leasing a total of 46 acres. And what happened is this this year, so it's been going on, you know, 14 years. Um, This year, I finally got my charity set up. It's called parageniusfoundation.org. So I have a charity to support organic biodynamic farming and spread it and grow it and and teach young people how to farm and what happens this year the horrific Ma- lahaina maui wildfires horrific mm. one of our cus- customers over in lahaina uh, owned a restaurant luann and she lost everything the next day she sets up a farm kitchen and we send her food the next day. So we're sending thousands of pounds over to the kitchens. But see, that's not, that's not what we really want. We don't want to keep giving food. We want to teach these people how to grow their own food and, you know, grow Maui. 
Maui shouldn't just be a whole bunch of tours, you know, hotels and you know whatever Airbnbs. We have to be sustainable. So that that's kind of another passion of mine. Yeah, mm-hmm, it is. <laughs> okay, so if I was to wrap a bow on this whole thing, this is what I would say: is that you know, Dr. Carolyn Dean has been a pioneer, which is a word that is you know associated with being a leader from the get go, from the very beginning of life. Um, and she's been a thought leader. So I want everybody who's listening, how how could I sit myself in a chair one day a week like she did, right? And dedicate it to doing your research and doing your thinking, uh, figuring out what it is that you believe in and finding something you're passionate about. And then, um, you know, get to work on it and, and, and get out there and, and share it with the world. And, you know, the whole thing about the farm, I just want to say one other thing is, you know, she... She's not bragging when she says she bought this guy this this tractor because what does she want? She wants this she wants this land, you know, plowed and seeds in the ground. I mean, it's a it's a means to an end. It's not just a, a pure gift. Although I know that guy is beyond grateful. Um, but here's here's a very important thing that leaders do is that they remove obstacles so the vision can get done. Sometimes the person mm-hmm. who's trying to get the, the vision done, the, the, the strategies done, there's a huge obstacle. And, and leaders have to figure out a way uh, to remove that obstacle instead of letting everybody, you know, out on the front lines, you know, plowing, uh, put themselves in harm's way. So uh, huge thing, get the obstacles out of the way, leaders. Go talk to your people, ask them what they need, um, see if it's mm-hmm. legit or not, and then get that thing out of there. Get it taken care of. All right. Well, I would love, I'm going to go look up Italian tractors with rotating cab just to see what this <laughs> looks like. Because, you know, my fa- my uh, husband's uncle uh, died on a tractor accident. Exactly what you're talking about in the mountains oh. of North Carolina. Rolled up wow. the tractor. Uh, so I know that hit home for me. So anyway, yeah. we miss him. All right. So Dr. Carolyn Dean, it has been a pleasure to have you on the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. Your story is inspirational. Uh, Everybody, you need to go to RNA Reset. You need to go Google it. Get yourself some magnesium. Get yourself feeling good so that you can build a vibrant culture. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Build a Vibrant Culture podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please take a moment to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more like-minded listeners. Remember, the journey to building a vibrant culture never stops. Stay inspired, keep nurturing your vibrant culture, and we can't wait to reconnect with you on the next exciting episode of Build a Vibrant Culture podcast.